Welcome everyone to another episode of This Week in CLG. My name is Miss Harvey and I'm joined today with three guests, three beautiful guests from the CLG development team. First of all, on my right, hello, Bobby. Hey, how's it going, Steph? Going really well. Your official title is coach, head coach of uh, fighting games at CLG, but right now, it's only Zach. It's only as fat as your, your player. So you do a lot more, right, Bobby, at the moment? Yeah, hopefully we can change that soon. Uh, hoping to bring on more fighting game players in the future. But uh, right now, it's just me, Zach. Just leaking things left and right. And you've been helping the tournament and broadcast team create all these wonderful uh, fighting game tournaments we've had just two weeks ago, the CLG mix-up, too. Yep. Yep, we're trying yeah. to make space for these players uh, where they can show off their talents and their competitive excellence. <laughs> On your right is technically your boss, Summer Head of Eastwards at CLG. Hello, Summer. Hello. Yes, boss lady. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, Summer? I'm well. I'm well. It's Monday, so that there's those vibes, but... Beyond that, yeah, we're good. <laughs> yes, I'm luckily fortunate to be on the East Coast. It's already 3 p.m. But for you guys, sorry, it's it's only noon. And I would say when it was noon on the East Coast, my eyes were like this. I didn't have my camera on our meeting earlier summer. I was dying. <laughs> so I feel you. Like, believe it or not, I'm like, I've been like through half my work day already. And I'm still just like, <laughs> uh, it's just not it's just not happening today it's not clicking <laughs> it's a rough monday across the u.s and canada and speaking of north american the only person on this call who is not in north america uh you might know her as xyret hula or ursula welcome uh hula how are you I'm good. I'm good. I mean, Matt Lyons just won the one of the qualifying games. I'm like, yeah, super happy about that. Yeah. But obviously, yeah, when you're talking about noon, um, it's actually 9 p.m. in here. So, yeah, good evening. <laughs> <laughs> We're all across the spectrum, across the world. And Hula is our CLG uh, development coach. Is that your actual title? performance or coach I, performance yeah. coach okay okay performance coach uh excuse me so uh you've been at clg you're the most recent uh, of us four you've been here i think since 2021 like since this year right yeah it was may yep may but it's not your first time on the show because way before you were officially a clg family member you were also uh here for a show that happened like months ago so second appearance as far as i know on the show maybe more because i forget i, th I think it's a third second third or third appearance. like one of those yeah i think so okay okay so that's uh, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not up guys i still need to drink my matcha by the way never ask for a cold one it's winter already here uh I don't know why they gave me a cold one and I'm not one to say like, oh, can you redo it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you guys. All right. So today, uh, first of all, if you know or not uh, about this week in CLG, I see a couple new faces in the chat. Um, super excited to be here. If you're watching live on Twitch, make sure to ask your questions throughout the show. We'll be trying to take some. We're re we are reading chat while the show is happening. 
And for those who don't know anything about it, it's a little bit of a, a recap what happened in CLG last week. Um, what's going on right now, today's special is about our beautiful development team. And then we're going to be talking about what's coming up as well. All of that is powered by Spectrum. So thank you so much for them to su be supporting us. Okay, let's jump into <laughs> what happened this week. It has been, ladies and gentlemen, a very, very, I would say non-buzzy last month in front of the camera, like on the player base. I'm not saying CLG staff, because it's busier than ever at the moment. But uh, for the fans at home, our competitive fan base, it's been a little bit quieter, but something really great happened uh, this Saturday. Our Valorant team won week one of the Supergirl uh, Gamer Pro qualifier of the fall season, and they played wonderfully. I know uh, some of you watched it, uh, so I'm just going to give you guys the mic and tell us about the performance. Who wants to go? Um, let's go with Summer. I mean, I'm I'm just freaking pumped about that team, right? Um, we got two new recruits onto the team, uh, and they have been trialing with us since I would say like the start of September. Um, so we're really getting to know like what they have, um, and I'm so pleased with what they've been bringing to the roster. Um, I mean, <laughs> signs point to thumbs up as far as I'm concerned with those two girls. So um, just like really proud of the progress that the team is making. Uh, and yeah, and like Ula has been doing really fantastic work, um, working with the coach on the side and helping us like in all of our coaches meetings, we've all been collaborating on best practices with regard to how to train. Um, and those things have been really paying off um, across the board. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. mentioning it. Go ahead, Ula. Yeah, I just wanted to add on the top of that, the girls are amazing. The team is fantastic. Uh, and they're like, you know, the synergy in this team is like, you know, it's not very common that the team is having actually such a good synergy. So like the atmosphere, the vibes, the relationship between them and between them and the coach and them and the coach and the organization, this is all like, you know, very like going in a good direction. And this is paying off like, you know, what you what you're giving, you're getting actually. So, you know, that's it. Oh, that's a really, really good input and in, in kind of a uh, little comment coming from the heart. It feels so, so true. And uh, from having being involved very, very far away, uh, I like I have no decision in, in like most of what the Valorant decisions are happening, but I've been kind of watching carefully the team for the last year. Uh, it's really fun to finally see potentially, potentially a uh a full roster we never know what's gonna happen guys until until it's official but uh the girls are playing wonderfully and so for those who are asked wondering what does that mean for the Valorant team well that does mean that they have 100 points for the main event um the main event is happening in november it's ten thousand dollars at play and the girls need i think at least 200 points to qualify to the final so it's just a matter of uh winning more or getting more points in the next coming weeks to be able to get to the final for that ten thousand dollar grand prize but this weekend the btsm as well as polaris two of the contestants that were in the vct game changer top eight um all right so let's jump into the topic of today uh summer you kind of teased it a little bit with your leadership and ex exercise and principles 
Um, so why don't you explain and go a little bit more into depth? What does that mean? Yeah, I mean, like, just to, a little peek behind the curtain at CLG, um, you know, so from my role, I oversee everybody but that's not League of Legends, right? Um, so there are a lot of coaches that we have under our umbrella that, um, in my opinion, like, you're going to get the most out of it if they collaborate, right? If they're mm -hmm. learning from each other, um, learning from each other's mistakes um, and triumphs. Um, so that's really the environment that we've looked to set up at CLG so far. Um, you know, we have weekly meetings where we're all getting together, discussing our leadership styles um, and different things that we're doing on our own to improve ourselves. Um, and we additionally have like Ula jump in for random trainings. I'll do trainings, you know, drawing upon both me and Ula's backgrounds as performance coaches um, so that the coaches can learn from us and then put that back down onto the players. Um, so it's been a really joyous uh, work there. And, you know, my personal leadership style is all about empowering the people under me to, you know, take on new challenges and, you know, lead us all, right? So part of that was Bobby picking up the mantle recently um, because we wanted to discover, like, what at our core is how we lead at CLG um, as coaches. Uh, and he's been leading us through an awesome workshop where we've been developing those principles. Yeah, I've I've always kind of said that I think the best esports coaches come from a background of like passion in their game. Uh, you know, maybe ex players or, or people that just like can't get their minds off the game that they like to play, uh, and then they take that passion and then they learn about traditional coaching uh, because you know what you do in esports and how, kind of how you coach esports. There's a uh, there's a long trail breadcrumbs going back to like traditional sports and ball games uh, and how we coach is a lot based mm -hmm. off of that, uh, but it all starts with like a passion and understanding for your game. So uh, what I love about CLG is that I think we take people that are very passionate about their games, uh, and then we have a, a very talented coaching staff that is able to kind of develop these coaches and teach them about traditional coaching. Uh, and develop them into formal esports coaches. I think that was a really good point. Um, I mean, I've obviously been at CLG for a long time now, but uh, as far as I know, um, this is this has been very important for you, Summer, uh, in the last couple of years, building that process. And for me, um, Bobby, you hit on something super important, like the traditional ball sports and the way that coaching is being approached uh, at a very young age in the amateur scene in traditional sports is something that I think is really problematic in esports where uh, our amateur gamers have absolutely no coaching uh, experience and or coaches around them until they become pro, which is right. very different than sports where you start like sometimes at five, six years old being trained by coaches. And I think that is key uh to some of the superstars that you see in sports is the quality of the coaches that they got when they were really young um to to kind of take out that that success and that talent out of it so how do you deal with a situation like right now where you take on players and coaches who has very little experience even though that you are creating your culture and your craft and kind of put them into that little, uh, I would say, overwhelming situation of having coaches, analysts, of having like coworkers, 
in, 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 without any experience, let me just say that. Well, I think that's that's what we're uh, kind of creating right now with our leadership principles here at CLG. It's how do we take these coaches that are fresh out of the water and tell them, like, give them their first baby steps into becoming a formal coach. Uh, and then the cool thing about these leadership principles is that while we're teaching these coaches, you know, how to swim or how to take their first steps uh, to become better coaches, because they're leading by the same examples that we're setting, they're going to go and teach their players how to become formal esports players, you know, from these leadership examples. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I, I would can... just add, oh, Ula, you go first, girl. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so, I think what is important is actually that uh, we are allowing them to make mistakes and to learn from them. So it's not about babysitting. It's not about telling them what to do and how to do things, but it's like giving the coaches space to make mistakes. And then once they make a mistake, kind of lead them by asking the right questions, how to do it next time, how to prevent it next time. So it's like, you know, when you're telling them constantly what to do, there'll be this moment is like, you know, your mom is telling you to make your bag all the time and then you get frustrated with it, right? But if your mom will be like, hey, you know, your girlfriend is coming, maybe you would make your bag and it's your own decision that, you know, uh, you just need to do it. The same as in here. So you kind of give them the space, give them this, the freedom to do things. And then once they learn from it, then they will probably not make it anymore in the future. So it's like all about giving them the right direction where to go. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that... Oh, you know what? I'm so sorry, Summer. You're next. Well, you're it's okay. Though. It's okay. We just all, we're like, all like, let's talk about this. Like, ooh, it's our Love thing. <laughs> um, but, um, okay, so shame time. I did not put a ton of thought into how I was necessarily leading. I just kind of have, you know, my internal barometer for how I believe I would want to be coached and how I see people have made mistakes before and how we've overcome them in the past, right? Um, but finally, I put to words something that really was core to me, um, and it was move the needle, not the bar. I think one of the biggest mistakes I've seen organizations overall make over and over and over again is that when they are presented with a new coach or a new player and they are failing, um, like to jump off of what Ula is saying, like A, they don't like even give them the room, right? They're either like really punishing the person, judging them, just like doing really awful things that make them afraid of failure. And then it means that people are not taking risk and they're not learning. Um, and that's a really great way to stagnate the skill uh, between players and coaches. So like, that's a really big mistake. And what I mean by move the needle, not the bar, like you have to say like, the bar is here. I'm not moving it for you. I'm never going to move it because this is what it should be, right? We just are very value driven that way, right? I'm not going to stop because you're not ready yet. But the yet is the most important thing. I'm going to help you move that needle, right? I'm going to help you get here. You have to get here, but this is how, right? And that is like the biggest piece of advice I would offer pretty much anyone who's trying to train somebody or they are the new trainee. Like you have to understand that it is your job to inch closer to that bar. And once you hit it, you are just planning on exceeding it over and over and over again. And you never stop. 
Yeah, and it's like it's almost like the same when you have a new player uh, that is, let's say, being trialed for the team. And if you give them only one chances of playing scrims together, and they'll be like, "Oh, they're not good enough." Obviously, they're all under the pressure on the first game with you know being tried out uh, getting new people around trying to communicate and the stress is all over your place so if we don't give the person a little bit more more space to be tried out then we will never know how the person is really playing until the person gets gets comfortable in um in the team so it's always like you know i've heard so many times yeah we've been trying this person once and you know it's not a fit and i'm like you can't give a person trying out one game or one scrim day that that's not enough you will not get to know the person to find out you know how much value he or she can bring into the team so the same is actually in here it's all about you know facilitating the player getting to know the player or coach and then allowing them to maximize their potential within the environment yeah, yeah or imagine I... you have somebody who's not on trial who you're kind of mm -hmm. like with in the season now and they're like oh yeah he can't do it so now we have to make up for that right you just lowered your bar yeah. <laughs> right um where it could have been somebody's nerves it could have been that they had it in them to get to that point but you're just like no we're just gonna lower the bar and then they never learn how to get good right they're just gonna play be stuck and then they're gonna get used to people lowering the bar for them until they can be in their comfort zone and they're just never challenged which is bogus too Sorry, Bobby, yeah, I, you have to talk now. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I think that a lot of people don't realize uh, from an outsider's perspective or even from like a young perspective when you're first getting into esports that failure is a critical part of success. Mm. Uh, that, you know, every, not even just esports, in every single sport, you look at, uh, you know, golf professionals, they win maybe like a handful of majors, you know, maybe like seven or eight majors, and they're like a legend in the scene. But if, for the seven, eight majors that they've won, they lost hundreds. Uh, so failure is a critical part of esports or sports in general. And uh, what I like about new CLG uh, in you know summer and kind of like the initiatives that we're kind of creating here is that we are setting expectations for our players uh, with empathy. You know, so we are setting the bar for these players, but we're also using uh, our, our empathy to understand that, you know, maybe they have underperformances uh, and, you know, maybe that they're they're not playing at their top of the game and there's a reason for that. Uh, and we allow them this space for development and for growth. And I, I think that is a winning combination. That was so good. I didn't have to ask a question in the last like almost 10 minutes. Uh, so many things came to my mind, uh, but I want to talk about what you just said, Bobby, about the failure. One thing that I all the time say to new players is, is learn to lose is learning to lose is more important than, than winning. And, um, and it's something that I learned way too late in my career. Um, I feel that, uh, because of the way that the esports environment was 20 years ago, and because of how good our team was, which is the uh, grandmothers of CLG Red, the team that used to exist, we were we were winning everything for years. And then all of a sudden we started losing. We never really learned how to lose until we we're already like champions. And that was that has been one of the most to this day heartbreaking things in my career because it's like I learned how to lose way too late like 10 to 20 years in my career <laughs> and it's still to this day like one of the hardest things to be uh to be a, a programmer i feel if you don't learn really early how to 
develop and lose. Um, it's, it's it should be actually somebody said you either win or you learn. Uh, right? You don't lose. So that's uh, that's a great advice for esports people. Yeah, there was an article I've read it a couple of years ago when esports was like getting into like shining, especially the League of Legends. And it was an article about either Korean or Asian team. I don't remember exactly what team was it about, but the team was constantly winning every single scrim, every single, you know, game. And then the coach was like, hey, guys, um, worlds are coming and I am not sure how you will be reacting into losing. So what we need to practice is we need to practice how to lose the game. So they were intentionally losing the first couple of minutes of the game to kind of then get back on track and to start winning it again. So they were like fighting from the lost position already. And I really like that approach because it kind of gives the players understanding like what's going through the head when you're actually losing and then you just need to make something up to get back on track. So that was like a really smart coach. And I'm I'm not sure who was it. I don't want to say it, but it was one of the Asians team uh, for sure. That's a, I mean, that's a really great advice. That's often, like I said, that's, this is exactly what happened in my career. When the day we started losing internationally, we were like, wait, that, that never happens to us. Like, how do, what do we do now? You know? Um, so what a, one question is we've been talking about coaches and, and, and coaches development at CLG, but I'm curious to know from you guys, what do you think makes a good coach? Right? It's, it's, it, it, that's a very tricky question. So what is for you make a good coach? There are so many ways to be a good coach. <clears throat> I think know. it's so important to recognize that like, it's, you know, when we talk about like leading with empathy, I think that's like the main thing. It's like, can you legitimately connect with people, right? And can you want progress for that other person? Like even in spite of yourself and I think it's so hard because if you are a person that prides yourself on accomplishment and doing things like coaching is one of those really, really unique things where you will put in a ridiculous amount of effort and yet you have to approach it with almost zero ego, right? You can't mm. put that result of anybody else on the situation uh, like and like make that about you. You can't identify through somebody else's success, but you have to want it as badly as you would want it for yourself. So it's a really unique position to be in and very, very challenging. Um, and any person that has that capacity to deeply want for another person with zero ego is a great coach. Selfless. I would actually, I would actually top it up. For me, a good coach is a coach that can, or maybe is capable of building trust and respect towards himself from the very, very beginning. Uh, sometimes we have situations where we have experienced players and we have uh, young coaches. And then when there's this combination of experienced players and young coaches, the young coaches just can't kind of, you know, uh, they just don't know what to do, how to impact the experienced players. And then there's like this, big disagreement uh the players are doing what they want the coaches you know have no impact on the team and then there's this whole drama starting inside so for me gaining that trust being able to kind of set the rules and regulations and be actually accountable or what you're expecting from the team is actually helping to build the trust towards the coach and once the coach is empowered by the team you can achieve everything you want 
you just described a lot of my CS career, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> when you have players who have decades of experience and then you bring a coach who's never done that before, <laughs> that is difficult. Uh, yeah. Bobby. I think coaches, uh, just like as a very wide thing, coaches need to be constant learners. Uh, mm. especially in this age of esports where everything's, you know, patching and adapting. Uh, I, I feel very lucky to play a game that doesn't have patches. Uh, but I mean, at the same time, it must be very exciting to play a game where, you know, things get shaken up and there's opportunities to strike in a new patch. Uh, but coaches need to be constant learners. Uh, also, coaches need to be organized. Coaches need to be able to create systems for their players and they need to be able to take as much thought out of a player's routine and out of a player's practice for them as possible so that the player knows when they show up every single day, you know, what they're practicing with their coach. Uh, yeah, and coaches need to be dependable. Uh, I've always said that coach-player relationship is like a 10. Uh, and both the coach and the player needs to add in, you know, their numerical value to create this 10. And it's some days it's five and five, you know, some days a coach shows up, tells the player everything that they're going to do, and the player practices their heart out, and they have a great talk at the end of it. But some days it's like an eight and a two. Some days the player, you know, does all the practice, sends an email to the coach, and the coach emails back and says, all right, great job. Uh, but coaches need to <laughs> do their part to be that 10 with the player, and players need to do their part back. So it's about building trust. It's about being organized for your players, and it's about feeding them good information. I just want to like jump off of that one point where you're talking about systems um, because I feel like this is what unlocks it, not just for coaches, but for everyone, because the fundamental habit I find people falling prey to is that they assume that they need more discipline to do everything. They just like want to sit there at the computer, banging their head against their screen until they're able to produce something. And this is true of a coach or this is true of someone just trying to get good in solo queue, right? Um, but it is by far and away better for you to dedicate yourself to developing very strong systems and habits, right? Where like a very simple example is just like, rather than being really, really stubborn about always having breakfast and making sure that you have like the best planned breakfast on the planet, like, wouldn't it just be easier if you attached that habit to like your pre-existing morning routine? right? I always know I'm going to wake up. Done. Um, I mean, unless we're feeling really nihilistic, but that aside, like, I'm always going to go like straight to the bathroom. As soon as I'm done with that, I'm just going to brush my teeth. And as soon as I'm done with that, I'm going to walk to the kitchen and I'm going to have a protein shake just sitting in my refrigerator ready. I'm reading off my morning routine, right? And the reason why I had to do that is because I always forgot to eat breakfast, the most important meal of the day, right? And like that is just being aware of your systems. I didn't have to be stubborn about it. I didn't have to do a bunch of things that didn't make sense or were way harder. It's not about discipline. It's about just like freaking zombieing your way through your morning in like a very face roll way so that you can be successful. Um, so if you can just adopt systems, spend the time crafting things that just make sense, that feel good to you and feel effortless, then aren't you the most amazing self-coach at that point, right? Um, and then, of course, if you're doing this for someone else, like, it's not about you. 
screw you, man. What you want is not it. What works for that person is. And create those systems with what they already have working for them. That is the way to be the absolute pro. I need to have fail proof in my system. Because when you said the uh, zombieing through life or zombieing through your morning, that's me. But then I don't wake, I don't get out of the bed. So it's like right away, I lose at step one. So <laughs> I don't, I don't go to the bathroom. I stay in the bed, like wanting to use the restroom <laughs> for hours. Uh, there's a couple of questions that were asked in chat. Let's start with the, how many coaches do you have on the team, Summer? So there is like one coach per team mostly. Um, and I oversee the coaches for Apex, Fortnite, Valorant, CSGO, and Smash. Okay. And then there's also Ula who falls under me as well. Yeah, so. and then like Kyle, right? Technically, Kyle. Yes, Kyle and Nick's Gaming, I also throw in. Yeah, our some 2K good, League. Good time. Yeah. So uh, our coaches team is uh, seven people plus the League of Legends staff, but we are, they're like- Yeah, so the League of Legends staff is interesting because like they have a whole separate GM. Um, although when it comes to their off season, oftentimes I will run trainings for them um, or I will like bring them into my regular coach training meetings um, weekly um, or a, a combination of the two. So there's like a certain time of the year where I get to interact with the League of Legends staff and help like help them up their coaching game. So, yeah. And we have, I'm gonna take one more questions and then we're gonna swap to the next segment. Uh, Battle Doog is asking, uh, how do coaches deal with problematic attitude, long-term or short-terms in their players? Some of the attitude I think about self-toxicity, verbal outlashes and low energy, for example. I feel that's a, that's an hour long question to answer, but uh, uh, maybe take an angle and answer it as best as you can. Why don't we start with Dula? I think the, the key thing is to understand why the player is toxic. What, where is that coming from? Like once you understand what is the root of it, uh, then you will be able to handle it. You can't say that there is like one recipe for every single player. He's toxic. So this is something that you just need to do. You need to get a little bit deeper to find the reason why. Very often, um, if you're talking about solo queue, for example, it is coming from having goals that are not matched with your options to kind of reach them and then that toxicity toxicity is coming from that point so imagine that you're one of the five players um uh, league of legends let's say and you have only 20 percent of impact that you can actually achieve a goal and then your goal is i need to win the five next games so obviously having 20 percent of impact on the result you're setting yourself a goal that is really like not probable to achieve. So what you do, you get frustrated, you get angry, you get mad. So this is all about, you know, how you approach your system. Like if you would have like hundred dollars and you would put like a bet on it and you have 20% of, let's say chances of winning it, would you put it? Probably not. 
right? So this is how the players sometimes are approaching mm. the game. So the frustrations are usually coming from the, you know, badly set up goals. However, it could be personal reasons. It could be team related reasons. So like, you know, it's hard to give one specific decision, the definition on that. But uh, talking about, you know, uh, low energy and so on, usually my work starts with jumping on the player and just asking like, hey, so tell me how's your day? How, how, how do you actually work? And then very often the work-life balance is not there. So sometimes the players are also on the edge of burning out and then their job is making them frustrated a little bit more. So this toxicity can also come from that. So it's like hard to generalize right now, but like there are lots of lots of reasons where you have to dig in deep and then just find like what's the reason why the player is toxic. Once we have that cover, then we just set up the action plan for the players to get out of that darkness and just, you know, start performing to the right level. That's so good. That was so good. I love it. And I and, and what are you a note, performance coach? <laughs> Don't tell it to anyone. <laughs> I know. I think some of the systems in place uh, on uh, in the games. So game design wise, I think that the systems are putting ourselves are putting the players up for failure mentally by, like you said, by showing stats that sometimes uh, are focusing on on things that are not achievable, like win rates, success, or you know, these kind of things. So I think there's something there to, to push uh, for game developers out there to think about how can we have more achievable goals and reward systems that are not making you frustrated uh, because there's a 20% chance you get it in the next game, you know, like you said. Bobby, I feel that you're ready to talk, so I'm just... Oh, I'm so ready. I, I'm glad you could tell stuff. So. <laughs> I love you uh, just sitting here, just like, I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I got I mean, my mic I'm to grab the microphone and bring it close. Uh, no, I uh, just on how to deal with kind of like toxicity uh, and, you know, big egos on a team. Uh, I'm, I'm lucky to work with Zach and Kevin. They were both a breeze. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I when it you when can... it comes to it, I think a coach's best tool for dealing with like uh, a player that's kind of out of line is his team culture, uh, and it's creating a culture where everyone holds themselves accountable. Everyone can be open with each other. Uh, you know, like everyone has a voice, and that voice is important. Uh, and then it's up to you and the team to define whether or not what one of these players is saying is helping you achieve your ultimate goal you know or what what is the kernel of truth within their anger and in their frustration uh and we have to be able to validate that anger and that frustration you know uh and if they if they say some toxic shit uh, stuff <laughs> if they say some uh <laughs> some bad stuff <laughs> stuff <laughs> uh if they say some uh some toxic things then you know like and if they say hurtful things then you know that goes against the team culture of bringing everyone up together uh that everyone is a unit that everyone is a team but so we have to be able to validate their frustration their anger at the same and find what the truth is uh behind their words and then you know at the same time you know have the entire team put them in check uh and just like you know we don't we don't talk to each other that way we're a team we're a unit mm -hmm. everyone is is five parts of a whole right now uh so yeah company or like team culture making sure that you um, shut down early the should, should we don't it do down. this yeah <laughs> shut it down yeah obviously my coaches have it um but i think the last thing is like this is true of a coach and this is true if you're dealing with it as well where like 
you kind of have to understand like where, not only where it came from, but why you keep doing it, right? I think it's so easy to be like, dude, this is just wrong. But like anyone who's been like in an argument with anyone they care about before, sometimes you're just like so heated and you're like saying things, you're just like, why, why am I like this? Like, why? <laughs> um, and these ineffective coping mechanisms just kind of crop up because at some level it's working for us. So we got to figure out like, what is this doing for me that I just keep on landing it? Like, does it actually relieve me to lash out at some at somebody, right? Um, or if I'm just like getting like really emo, and just like, well, like the world is over. Like, what does indulging in that moment really do for you? Why does it keep on like coming back as your safe place and your safe habit? Um, you need to find out why it's rewarding you. And even yelling at people, like in the short term, a lot of times that's freaking effective. Like we can't ignore that, right? Getting someone who's just ignoring the polite ways that you talk to them to change their behavior quickly. Sometimes like you really are getting what you want out of the situation by being mean. And that's the reinforcer that makes it really hard for that toxic person to break that habit because at the end, they don't know a more effective way. Um, so it's a very challenging thing as a coach when you're just like, you just need to do something different. When you know that while they're learning the new skills, they're going to be less effective and it's going to actually hurt the person more in the short term. So you have to be mindful of that as an individual and as a coach. Mm, that explains a lot of, that explains a lot what you just said, <laughs> Summer. I'm just gonna leave it that way. Um, so, uh, honestly, this is amazing. I didn't realize how fast the time flew. So let's jump into our last in, in uh, next and last segment, which is what's going on this week in CLG, fellows at home. Uh, and a lot of it is happening on the on the upside on Summer's team. So, bear with me, guys. Uh, we're starting with Apex Pro League um, this Sunday. There's gonna be more Apex stuff Ooh. coming in. Uh, CSGO is also not yet into the next CSGA season, but we've been invited to play in the Super League, and it starts this Wednesday, so the girls are warming up their mouses because they're going to be in action just a little bit before the next CSGA season. We're starting in about two weeks. Um, Valorant Charity Tournament, Friday night. Uh, Gen G, TSM, Shopify Rebellion, as well as CLG Red are playing for $2.5,000. Um, or, yeah. 2.5k um for uh, breast cancer it's all happening this friday um uh, bobby you're still leaving us this weekend because you're going for on the smash world to original final with uh, zach are you excited for that yeah very excited not excited for a nine hour flight to maryland but excited for everything else for sure nine hour flight to maryland yeah we have a couple of stopovers so it's okay, gonna be okay. a bit of a nightmare but It'll be fun. <laughs> At least you are flying with your uh, roommates, so it's it's you're not alone. You're not alone. You can get some. Uh, do you guys have switches? Do you play on the on the on the plane with your switch? No, you're not one of no, those. No, we we don't or... support Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's extremely funny. Uh, <laughs> And there's going to be more FNCS for our Fortnite players. They played so well last weekend. They made it to the top 10. Uh, I think they finished at, in teams 7 and 8. 
but only the top five teams made it to the grand final right away. So they're going to have to play just a little bit more to gather more points to make it there. But they're right there. So they're playing this uh, this uh, this weekend. All right. This conversation was amazing. Um, now is your time to plug anything you want. Let's start with Ula. Oh, um, well, the only thing I can plug in is uh, just to, you know, uh, what should I tell you? Like, try to always aim for the for, for improvement. Like, I guess this is what is always helping the players, but also coaches and managers. Like, if you, f if you find yourself in a moment that you think, I know the best, then that's the worst moment you can be into. So mm. there's always a room for improvement. There's always a room for learning. Um, if you want to be a good coach, uh, you will always be learning. And there's, there are always people around you that you can learn from, whether these are players, whether these are your colleagues. Uh, yeah, we all are learning. Myself, I'm constantly learning too. So, yep, that's my thing. That is so cool. And thank you for so much for staying so late. For us today at xyret with two r's on twitter if you want to uh talk more to ula or follow her summer yes um i mean my biggest thing is like please get out there and support all of our kiddos who are competing um throughout the week and this weekend um yeah. you know our apex squad are, are are new to us right we're really excited just like taking some juicy bets on some rookies, right? So show them some love, shower it. Uh, you know, our, our women's teams are just like freaking on fire. Like, let's just, let's just do this thing, man. Let's, let's get, let's get real. Let's get some fan, fan stuff happening. Go CLG. <laughs> Thank you so much, Summer. Coach Bobby, any last word before your flight? Yeah. <laughs> I just got to second that. I think we have a lot of awesome teams outside of just League of Legends here at CLG. I know that that's what we're known for, but, you know, if you take the time to look, we're doing amazing things in the scene and uh, amazing things in the esports. Uh, so if you want to follow me, go ahead, follow me at, at Hefe, the big boss on Instagram. That's where you can find me. <laughs> and uh, yeah. thank you so much. Can you put it in chat for people on yeah, Twitter definitely. now? Definitely. Uh, this is actually is Instagram. Bobby is morphed into a human for the show, but he goes back to his cat form, um, right after this. Uh, as far as CLG, make sure to follow this, uh, Twitch channel. We go live multiple times a week, depending on the weeks for competition tournaments, uh, sometimes to just cast our own games and as well as this podcast this week in CLG every Monday. Thank you so much on behalf of all my guests, everyone at TLG behind the scene, our players, staff. Uh, we wish you a great week and we will be back next week for another week in CLG powered by Spectrum. Have a great week, everyone.